With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Yeah, I Said It. And as always, the program is being hosted by yours truly, Lance Williams. And when I do the show on at lunchtime, I should say, it's essentially called Brunch with Big Swa. And before I jump into the program, I want to give a big shout out to my co-host of The Standard is The Standard, Jeff Hartman. I also want to give a big shout out to the Oracle of the website, Dave Schofield. also want to give a big shout out to who's bad, Brian Anthony Davis. And last but not least, want to give a big shout out to Tony Defio and Big Bro Sco. want to give a big shout out to all those gentlemen who put in a ton of time into their podcast and do some fantastic work. And I want to thank all of you because our numbers have been astronomical during the quarantine. And before we jump into the show, I just want to make sure that the nation is keeping the nation healthy and safe. Make sure you are taking social distancing very seriously and make sure that you're only going out when you absolutely necessarily need to do it. And also, I want to say a prayer for all those out there that has to uh, people that have to work every day and have to put themselves into harm's way. I'm blessed that I'm able to work from home. So I hope that all of you guys are out there and are, are taking care of yourself and the nation, specifically Steeler Nation, is keeping the nation safe. With that, if you want to participate in the program, make sure you jump into the live chat, get your comments in there, fire away. We're going to take a lot of questions today. Also, if you want to help the show, hit the like button and we have the super chat feature. It's the dollar sign. And I would believe, I think, the left-hand corner for you. I think it's the right-hand corner for me, so I'm guessing it's the opposite for you. But it's the dollar sign in the corner of the screen. If you hit the dollar sign, ask a question, it jumps to the top of the board. want to thank everybody that jumps in. So right now, we have about 25 people in. So make sure we do a like for a like. So if you're in a live chat, make sure you like it. So everybody in there that's in the live chat, make sure you hit it. Big up the Steelers tank listening from my Red Bull truck. Be safe out there, man. Be safe. Make sure you're washing your hands and social distancing and, and doing what you need to do to keep yourself safe and keep others safe. Make sure the nation keeps the nation safe. The title of this program is, Yeah, I Said It. Ben is going to do Ben. What do I mean by that? I simply mean the following. And you know, I've been labeled unfairly by Jeff, not by who's bad, Brian Anthony Davis, but Dave Schofield, Big Bro Sco. You know, those guys like to take shots at me, and, and I'm labeled the hater. I want to make sure you guys listen to our Sunday program, The Homer and The Hater. See, I, I'm willing to take all of that negativity that the rest of the podcasters have heaped on to me and put it onto my my broad back and my broad shoulders so I can be the, the black Charles Atlas, blackness. 
I could be the black Charles Atlas and put all that on my broad shoulders because what you guys don't know is Jeff's not as positive as he portrays himself to be. You know, behind the scenes, Jeff isn't as positive, but I I I, I allow myself to take his issues, take them on my back. Big Bro Sco and Dave aren't as always positive as they want to portray on their shows. But what I do is, because I want to be the bigger person, I take on that negativity and I've, I've made myself into the hater of the program, that I'm the hater. So I take that all in. And so what I want to say is when I say Ben is going to be Ben or Ben is going to do Ben, please don't take it from the hate perspective. But if you look at the relationship between Big Ben and the Steelers, now think to yourself, has Ben ever been criticized publicly by Mike Tomlin? Just think to yourself. And secondly, has Ben Roethlisberger ever been criticized by Kevin Colbert publicly? And think about a couple, maybe last year, when Kevin Colbert came out with the controversial statements of this is Ben Roethlisberger's team and everyone should follow. So given his relationship with Steelers brass, is there anything that would suggest that Ben Roethlisberger should be any different in any type of way from what he's become? Why would he ever be different? Why would he ever change? I'm not saying that the Pittsburgh Steelers are not holding Ben Roethlisberger accountable, but I will say this is I have to assume that is being done because I don't necessarily see it. It is not done in public. And and maybe it's best for them to do it behind closed doors because he has been labeled the leader of the team by the general manager and or president Kevin Colbert, and maybe it's too much to criticize him in public, in front of his teammates, like Ben does at times on his radio show. Now, let me give you a couple of points to so I can further elaborate. Now, I looked at a stat, and this was written from 2017. As of 2017, and of course, you know, he signed another extension since then. Ben Roethlisberger had made, at the time of the article was written, $158 million in career compensation. And since then, and it's been three years since then, he's probably made another 30 or $40 million. So I would roughly estimate, and I don't know if Ian Whetstone is listening, I don't know if, Big, I don't know if Dave Schofield is listening, I would say that Ben Roethlisberger's career compensation has eclipsed the $200 million mark. I mean, hell, next year, his cap hit is going to be $41 million. So I'm just going to take it back to a saying that I've said all my life. I don't know if you have said it. You know, Jalen Rose and, and uh, Jacoby, they do a, a thing called uh, cultural or regional. And this statement may be a cultural one. And I'm going to simply say this. If it don't make dollars... It don't make sense. Now, if I've been paid $158 million as of 2017 and close to $200 million as of 2020, 
And because of a contract restructure, I got about $20 million and only played two games. Why in the hell would I change? Now, we're going to talk about change in terms of his attitude and his style of game. But why the hell would I change? If I if you've paid me close to $200 million, guess what that tells me? Whatever the hell I was doing, I need to keep doing. Because you paid me two. Hundred million racks. Well, maybe a rack is 10. Well, maybe it might be off, but you know the point I'm trying to make. You've paid me 200 million dollars. You have not given me any incentive to change how I play or how I act. 200 million, if anything, reinforces everything that you like about me. So put yourself in Ben's shoes. You've been married for about 20 years, 25, 30 years to your wife, right? You've acted like, yeah, inconsistently over the course of years. Some years you've been good. Some years you've been an a-hole. Some years you've been super passive aggressive. Let me just say, if you hit the 30-year mark and, and your wife is still with you and or your husband is still with you, you ain't changing. You're gonna make the logical assumption that she must like this or he must like this. Even if they complain behind closed doors, you're like, well, she ain't going nowhere. He ain't going nowhere. Why should I change? Yeah, they might get mad, but guess what? They ain't going nowhere. And that's the relationship between Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers. His cap charge for next year is $41 million. Let me just say that again, forty. One million dollars. So let me just say this again. If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. So why the hell would Ben Roethlisberger not be Ben? Ben going to do Ben. Ben's going to be Ben. Ben ain't changing. Now, let, let, let's take, a, let's take a, a switch to the football side of it. Jeff and I, when we did the standard and standard on Wednesday, make sure you check out the show. I thought it was a really good program. We said that we anticipate that Ben coming off of the arm surgery would be a singles and doubles hitter, be really efficient, try to hand off the ball a little bit more, uh, you know, slowly matriculate the ball downfield, yards after the catch type offense. But then I thought to myself, scratch that. Let me just let me just riddle me this. Let me ask you guys a question. You don't get your arm fixed to hand the ball off. Let me just say that again. You don't get your arm fixed to just hand the ball off. Now, of course, he had to get his arm fixed to get to that money, but you ain't getting your arm fixed to hand it off. Let me just also say this. Let's say you currently drive a Civic. Let's just say you drive an automobile that costs less than 30000 bucks and it's a four-cylinder. Riddle me this. If someone gave you a Porsche Turbo with about 500 horsepower, let me just say you ain't driving 55. Let's just say you are going to put your pedal to the metal every time you can let that thing go. 
Every time you can let them horses roll, every time you can hear that, every time you can hear that, you know, you you like you would like the looks that you would get as your car is flying past everybody else or the Christy Brinkley hot look that she gave Chevy Chase in the movie Vacation. You guys would all want that. You So let me just say this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. He not coming back to hand that thing off. You know, he not going to do the prudent thing. Ben going to do Ben. What had been, what was his stats when he just left? Ben threw for over 5,000 yards. I believe he led the NFL in passing yards, maybe for the first time in his career. Correct me if I'm wrong in the live chat. Ben ain't coming back to hand off. Ben going to be Ben. Ben going to do Ben. Ben's ego is not going to allow him to do anything else. You know, Ben going to do Ben. Ben's going to do himself. Now, big up to Sean Manahan. Sean jumped in and said, and thank you for the super chat. Thanks for the two bucks. He said, as long as Ben wins, he can do Ben. Debbie Susie. Well, guess what? The Steelers have not been to the playoffs in quite a few years. And let me just say this to Sean's point. It don't matter if they win or lose. When you're $200 million in and you got a $41 million cap hit, it don't matter if you win or lose. Ben going to be Ben. Ben going to do Ben. And Ben's going to be Ben. I mean, that's just what it is. Ben ain't coming back to hand that thing off. Ben is coming back to chuck that thing. Because we talked about the best Ben under which coordinator, Wiz and Hunt, Arians, Haley, or Feetner slash Ben Roethlisberger, Jeff and I agreed that I think Ben was his best under Haley, although he had more success under Arians. But the other thing is, now that that bionic Big Ben arm is back, Ben is throwing that thing downfield. I mean, the one thing we all know about Ben Roethlisberger is Ben going to chuck that thing, not only in terms of amount of attempts, but Ben is going to rear back and throw that thing deep. What you think, he coming out to drive 55? No, Ben is going to come out here and try to throw that thing and stretch that thing downfield, and the Steelers' offense is going to be more vertical than it has been in years. Ben is like, I'm not trying to hit no singles. I'm not trying to hit no doubles. I got two years left at this. I'm throwing that thing. I am throwing that thing. And this goes back to another point about Ben and about Ben throwing the ball deep. And he's a great deep ball thrower. That is bringing back that in his arsenal, something that he has not had in a while. And yes, Ben does chase stats. He does chase stats. And and look, I'm not going to say that him being a stat chaser is a bad thing. As long as, like Sean Manahan said, it leads to wins. But Ben ain't coming back to throw the ball 25 times a game. When you look at Ben Roethlisberger, actually, right? Look at the, look at the careers of, 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 
of quarterbacks in the National Football League. There are not many that have won two Super Bowls. So win, lose, or draw, Ben's a Hall of Famer. Ben's going to get a gold jacket. Ben's got the stats, the success, everything to get a gold jacket. Ben is playing right now, I think, in my opinion, for the cash, which I'm not mad at, to pad his stats. And if winning happens, it happens. But I think he wants to pad his stats to increase his Hall of Fame resume. But I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer anyway. But I'm not mad at that if wins and championships come along with it. So I think the challenge for the Pittsburgh Steelers is how do you combine the two? Let me jump into a quick question from the Faceless Man because that's a Game of Thrones reference. Big up to you, Faceless Man. If Ben slangs it and the Steelers have a bad season, where do you place the blame, Big Ben or Feetner? I place the blame on Mike Tomlin because if he's slanging that thing and they're not winning, it's the job of the head coach to reel both of those guys in. They got to reel both of them in, you know, but for sure, to Ezra's point, the Steelers will be top seven in pass attempts. You just do not come back, feel frisky, feel young again, and and feel like your arm is right. Let me just, let me just really, let me give you guys another analogy. And I don't want this analogy to be, to to be deemed as sexist. So I'm going to, I'm going to refer to men and women in this. Let's just say. You sign up for Jeff Hartman's JH21 products. Big up to one fit dad. Big up to Jeff. Jeff's in outstanding shape, eats very clean. Jeff does a fantastic job with that. Jeff will get you some virtual training, train you, have you looking like Captain America. So let's say you sign up for JH21, the Jeff Hartman supplements, and you start looking like Captain America and you start feeling like Captain America. You do the before and after shots. And you're like, woo, you go from, let's say, 17% body fat. Now you're a ripped 7% body fat just in time, hopefully for next summer when COVID-19 is not ripping through America and the entire world. You come out the first day, you feeling all right, oiled up. You're feeling good, whether you're a guy or a woman. Let me just say this. You get approached by... Let's say a six. Hey, how are you? Let me just say this. Once you start feeling right and feeling frisky and you know your body is looking right, you ain't dating sixes no more. You not dating sixes no more. You not trying to date sevens no more. You trying to go for eight, nines, and tens. Your bar has been raised. You are not trying to date down anymore because you're like JH21 has got my body right. I'm feeling frisky. I'm like, ta how you like me now? I say all that to say, Ben ain't throwing screens. Ben ain't throwing check downs. Ben ain't throwing bubble screens. Ben ain't throwing shallow crosses. You getting corner routes. You getting deep post. He's going to be attacking the intermediate deep post routes, and he's going to be attacking down the field on nine routes trying to stretch that thing. He's like, because he said it, my arm feels better than it has in years. And trust me, that feeling of looking better, feeling better, it just, you ooze with confidence and it just 
flows through your veins, and he's going to be trying to fit balls in tight spots. I anticipate he may throw some more interceptions because he's going to test that thing. He's going to do it. We know what Ben is. To his core, Ben is a swashbuckler. He is the gunslinger. That's what Benjamin Roethlisberger is. So he's going to sling that thing. The offense is going to be more vertical than it has been in years. He's going to rev that thing up. If you're looking in the live chat, you can see me move my arm, rub my elbow. Mm, yeah. Get the liniment, rub your elbow on, and let that thing loose. Because that's what Ben Roethlisberger is going to do if he's healthy. I anticipate his statistics will mirror what they did a couple of seasons ago. Let me go into another thing about Ben Roethlisberger. We all know that Ben is the passive-aggressive Ben. But this goes back to my normal point. If you've never been criticized by your coach, if you've never been criticized by your general manager, if you've rarely been criticized by ownership, ownership was pretty critical of Ben early in his career when Ben was wilding out on a motorcycle and crashed and was doing dumb stuff. But when you haven't necessarily been held accountable, you're going to keep doing what you're going to do. This is Ben's team. This is Ben's team. He's going to keep throwing guys under the bus. He just might not do it on the radio show, which is an improvement. But he's going to keep doing Ben. Ben's going to keep being Ben. I mean, the money, the lack of accountability. Yes, he's going to keep being Ben. And sorry, Ezra Nehemiah. Sorry that I'm scaring you because Ezra said you're scaring because you're right. I hope we lead the league in run attempts. Come on, dog. Come on, dog. You ain't leaked. Come on, Ezra. Come on, Ezra. See, you've been listening to Jeff and you've been listening to Dave too much. And bad is starting to try is starting to switch over to the bad to, to, to the bad side with me to, to, to the more pessimistic. I'm not gonna say pessimistic. I'm just gonna say critical side. I'm gonna say critical side. Um, and so y'all know what's gonna happen. Ben is just going to be Ben. Here's the other thing. When you get old, you're just going to do what you're going to do. And like Jeffrey Benedict said, you know it's the Ben show. It is the Ben show. When you add Eric Ebron, like Jeffrey said, a receiving TD that doesn't block, it's the Ben show. And thank you to Shanae Yvette. I am keeping it A1, 100. It is the Ben show. And that's why I'm so upset with Colbert and Tomlin because it's the Ben show and it needs to be the Ben show. They need to have a better backup because this is all going to be structured towards Ben and his health. You ain't getting no new elbow to throw the ball short and to be efficient. He going to rev that thing. And the one thing we love about Ben is his competitiveness. And Ben is going to ride to the wheels fall off. And he has an undying faith in his ability to lead, win, and slang that thing. And with a new rocket, with a new cannon, oh, here it goes. He going to slang that thing, baby. He going to slang it. And we better either learn to love it or go along or, or, or get off this train or just go along with the ride because Ben is all in. And I would say something that I'm thinking in terms of, you know, 
it involves a wall, but I don't want to say that because I'm trying to keep it clean if some kids listen to the program. Yes, but like Ezra said, when you get old, you ain't got nothing to lose. You ain't got nothing to lose. And like King Hutchinson said, Ben Squatch is going to let that thing rock. He's going to let it roll. And it is what it is. That's why when I'm looking at the draft, because I already know this, right? I, I, you know, I, I'm reading the tea leaves, right? You know, I'm a psychic, man. You know, just call me Lance Stradamus. I'm reading the tea leaves. I'm reading what's happening. I'm older, too. I'm turning 50. I know where my mindset is. My mindset is I ain't trying to change much. I'm just trying to tinker with it and prove it just a little bit, man. You know, eat some more fruits and veggies, get some walking in stretch so I can stay limber. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I didn't switch from brew to cognac. Guess what? I'm not going back from cognac to brew. So some things not going to change. See, I'm not going to go back to my quality of alcohol consumption that I have. So with Ben, think of Ben. Ben's like, look, man, I'm going to be me. That's all I know right now. I've been compensated well enough to be me. So I'm not going to change. I've won a ton. I'm not going to change. I'm a top 10 quarterback, and we don't want Ben to change. Honestly, this is the full circle of it. Why? Why? This is the full circle of it. Why is positive? And big up to you, Lance Stradamus. That's my other AKA, Lance Stradamus, Lance Williams, AKA Big Swah, AKA the fifth senior, AKA Lance Stradamus. I got a lot of AKAs. Like, look, that's why it's full circle. You want Ben to be Ben, especially if Ben is healthy. You want Ben to be Ben. That's why when I look into the draft, you have to compliment Ben. The D is right. What you need to do to give that new howitzer, that new big bionic Ben arm, with that bionic Ben arm, as well as the cream in the clear, oh, it, it needs weapons. So they need a big body receiver like a Martavis Bryant. They need a running back. They need uh, offensive linemen. They need a bunch of weapons on that offense. And don't believe what Dave Schofield said. They absolutely need a running back. Big up to you, Dave, and big bro, Sco. You know I have to shoot you down with that one. They need a running back. When James Conner is your best running back, you need a running back. Ben is trying to come out, light up the league, score a bunch of points, and hopefully that works with a championship defense because I think we believe that the defense is championship. That offense just has to play its part, and Big Ben is back with the bionic Ben elbow. Let's just hope the rest of his parts of his body feel as well as that arm. But, hey, man, he letting it go. Yes, I am Mr. Manchester. Big up to you, King Hutchinson. I am Mr. Manchester 15233, Manchester Elementary School representative, St. Joe's, absolutely the field, Fulton Street, Columbus Ave, Adams. You know, I am Mr. 1533. But yes, I mean, that's where it is. Big Ben is going to be Big Ben. And if you've made $200 million and you haven't necessarily been held to the fire uh what you gonna do you're not gonna change i mean hell you'd be stupid to change big up the king hutchinson south side i see you st Clair village oh yeah st Clair village i see you um there's no reason to change there's no reason to change so king hutchinson knows what i'm talking about when i say manchester and i and i say chateau avenue chateau street 
um, getting off on 279. He knows what it is. He knows about peppies. He knows what it is. But again, man, I want to hope all you guys are safe out there. And before we get out of here, man, hit me with some questions. Hit me with some questions because in all seriousness, they need to ride Big Ben to the wheels fall off. And he's going to ride it until the wheels fall off because where they're at right now, they've got to score some points. He is coming out slinging it. He's his own coordinator. And so you know what it is. He's slinging that thing, and there's no reason that he wouldn't. You know, given his relationship with ownership, given the fact that he's stat chases, you know, he's somewhat passive aggressive, I mean. But, you know, because he's made all that money, there ain't no need to change. There is no need to change. Ah, big up to Garfield. Yes, yeah, spent some time in Garfield. Penn Hills, big up to you, Reed Overhand. My aunt lives in Penn Hills right now. Big up to you uh, in Penn Hills. So I hope you guys, especially in Allegheny County, you know, because I'm from Allegheny County. I'm from the north side. I hope you guys are really keeping safe the 66 neighborhoods. I think I hope everybody in the whole city is keeping it safe and holding it down. But if you guys have any questions, uh, hit me with some questions. So here's a question from Ezra. Should we sign Eli Apple? I wanted him in 2015. Hayden is getting old. Absolutely. There is, a, there is a depth issue. If they can afford it, having a backup, another good backup corner would be a good thing. Although they do have Justin Lane, they may want to work in Justin Lane to see how Justin Lane would work. Jeffrey said, do you think Matt Canada can have much of an impact on the offensive scheme? Or do you think it's back to 2018 offense and hope the defense is enough to put the team over the top? I think it'll go back to 2018. I think it'll go back to whatever he's comfortable with, but you're going to add some more dimensions in terms of deep shots. I think Ben is going to try to stretch the field way more than he did in 2018. I'd like the 2018 offense because they were fantastic in the red zone. But I think, man, you give a guy like Ben, now that he's feeling good, he's feeling great. You give him new offensive weapons and new toys, you know what that thing going to do. He's going to let that thing go. So that offense is going to be whatever Ben Roethlisberger wants that offense to be because Ben Roethlisberger is the offensive court. Excuse me. Randy Feetner is the offensive coordinator. Shanae Yvette said the running back situation needs to be fixed. Connor's a great guy, but he's yet to make it a full season. It has to be fixed. You know, you know, contrary to what Dave said, you know, it has to be fixed. If that's your best running back, a guy that had a pineapple haircut, I mean, I love his story. He's not the best back. Um, Joey Jr. said Eli Apple already got signed. But I think the sentiment, even though he got signed, is if you can add defensive depth cheap, especially at the cornerback position, why not? Because guys get nicked, guys get hurt. You're always going to need a corner. Um, what about King Hutchinson said, what about your boy Benny No Jet? No Jets. I don't know about Benny No Jets. I would not put any faith on Benny No Jets. Plus, they're not going to run the ball a ton anyway. They're not going to run the ball a ton. The run is going to complement whatever Ben wants to do in the passing game. But make sure, you guys, before I get out of here, and I'm going to get into more of your questions. Hit the like button. The live chat is blowing up, but the likes aren't blowing up. And I know y'all like the show, so hit the like button and subscribe. Let me get back into some of these questions. Michael Clark said, do you think we can trade Connor in our 2020? Let me stop. Who would want Connor? It, it, nobody wants nobody wants Connor. A really hurt young running, nobody wants Connor. Absolutely no one. Connor, if he does not have a productive season this year, and, and productive meaning just being healthy, there is no way in the world you can trade him. Um, 
Mule Skinner said, I pick up Lance's sister if she could <laughs> be a lockdown quarter. Well, I wonder who that is because I do not have a sister. Uh, Sixberg said, Lance, do you feel good about our middle linebacker situation? Do we get it? Absolutely not. Now, kudos to the guys that do the show on Thursday. Kudos to Jeff. Kudos to Dave Schofield and bad Brian Anthony Davis. I think they pegged it right. I think the number one need outside of backup, good backup quarterback is an inside linebacker and an edge rusher. I think you need the edge rusher to potentially replace Bud Dupree. When I think Bud Dupree will leave after this year, and you need an inside linebacker. They just don't have enough. And I think according to Dave, I think they have only four. They just don't have enough, and they don't have enough good ones. And you don't want Vince Williams to be your every down linebacker and, sub, and have to play in sub packages. Because if I see him on the field in sub packages, bam, I'm going right at him and I'm killing him. Um let me jump into some for uh, a few more questions. Um, oh, Jerry Cherry Band. We need some music, Jerry Cherry Band. I'm going to ask you, Jerry, how do we get your license? How do we get your music so we can use it on the program? Because I want to put some rock and roll or something in the program or, or something. Young Boy 24, they also need safety help as well. The Steelers have some depth issues at some areas. I think they can plug and chug a little bit and maybe mitigate some of the safety issues. But the, but the linebacker position, I, I think th they're down some linebackers. I, I think they need a couple of guys. Uh, I'm not so much down on Edmonds. I think it depends on how you utilize Edmonds. Edmonds is not a ball hawker guy, but I think Edmonds is very dynamic, athletically good in the box. I think I think he's typically in the right place. His just awareness is a little bit off in his ball skills. I think he still has some potential. So, Jerry Cherry Band, I am asking, contact Jeff, and I'll let you guys work that out. We definitely want to use some music, or if they don't want to use some music, I want to use some music if, if they don't, but I definitely do. Um, Mark Tobin's point, no team that has paid quarterback massive money has ever won it. He is absolutely right. I think the threshold in terms of your percentage of cap is about 12%. Once you get beyond 12% in terms of a cap situation for your quarterback, it makes it very hard to build out the back end of your roster. And you are typically in a position where you don't have any depth. Um, young boy 24 came back and said, what do you think about drafting a safety or middle linebacker in the second round? I want an offensive player in the second round. I either want a big wide receiver that can stretch the field like Martavis, or I want a running back. Let me jump into Jeffrey's question. Lance is right. Edmonds is fine, strong safety. He can cover tight ends and running backs. And, man, he's awful as a deep safety. He absolutely is awful as a deep safety. Jeffrey said it better than me. Those are his strengths. He is not the deep safety guy. Uh, let me jump into Joshua Shields. He said, I can see the Steelers' first pick being either a linebacker or safety. I cannot see that. I think they are going to give Ben Roethlisberger all the weapons that he needs to be successful let me jump into a couple of questions before i get out of here how about that running back from wisconsin i think that's jonathan taylor i hear he has fumbling issues if you have fumbling issues in college i definitely don't want you because you definitely will have fumbling issues as a pro and i feel like ezra it's win now mode the defense is pretty much right they got to get to the point where they can average 27 to 30 points a game. I mean, that that that's what it is. They've got to score a bunch of points, and you've got to have a point differential of close to seven to nine points. You look at the Kansas City Chiefs last year, average 29, gave up 20. You've got to blow teams out 
you've got to blow teams out consistently because when you get into to tight games, you just your, your chance of winning tight games is just really it, it, it's really problematic. You don't want to play tight games because anything could happen and anything can turn based on a small play. But with that, everybody, man, I want to thank you guys for joining me at lunchtime. And, you know, I thank all of you guys for jumping into the program and being loyal listeners and followers. I hope all of you guys stay safe. Listen to whatever the CDC is saying to you. Listen to whatever your local municipality is saying to you. And let's let the nation take care of the nation. And with that, we're going to conclude the program. And as always, tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe.